1: Pitchers and catchers
2: report next week. It's a perfect time to head out to the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Joining us now, the former manager of the Baltimore Orioles, it's Buck Showalter. And Buck, thank you as always for joining us. So I'll start with this. How much easier does it make your job as a manager when you have an ace like Corbin Burns at the top of your rotation?
3: Well, good afternoon, everybody. How's everything in Baltimore? We're, it's we're, getting warmer. Been a little
0: better if the Ravens were in the Super Bowl, Skip. I'm yeah.
3: not going to lie to you, but otherwise we're, we're good. We can, we, can, we can talk about that. But, uh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, your question. I, I was just want to say hello. <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: uh, Corbin Burns, how much easier does it make a manager oh, job?
3: Know, well, you know, it, it's like everything. You know, putting your arm over your head and jerking it down violently 100 a hundred times every fifth day, you're going to have some, some wear and tear. But he's a guy that... Uh, anchors a club, you know, it, it, you can move things around him. You know, that uh, there's certain innings and certain days that your bullpen on paper are going to get off when he pitches. And there's a certain culture and a certain, uh, you know, kind of sending a message to the players and everything that, uh, you know, you're kind of willing to add some pieces. They got some good young pitchers coming. It's just sometime the timing is they there. They're in a great situation in that their depth comes from their system. So many other people have to go outside their system in order to get depth. And, you know, they've got people uh, that they're, but I think what Corbin does, he keeps you from having to force a young pitcher who may not be quite ready.
2: Well, Buck, that wasn't the only big story to break last week. Uh, there's going to be a new ownership group, David Rubenstein, and others are purchasing it from the Angelos family. Just uh, what, what did you think when that news broke?
3: Well, you know, I, I'm happy for <clears throat> for everybody involved. You know, the Angelos family was great to me. You know, I, I had a good relationship with Peter uh, and the boys. It Just uh, I think the, one of the biggest contributions they made, Peter – kept wanted to keep the team in Baltimore. There wasn't ever ever a a uh, any type of time that he even entertained it. He was going to figure out a way to do what was best for the city. We all know how much Peter loves Baltimore and um I think this is a way to, to continue down that path. Obviously, they're in a good situation uh, and um I think it's good for the city. I think it's good for uh, the fan base, which is why we all get up in the morning in baseball and, and uh, you know, everybody's got their strengths and weaknesses, uh, including all of us. So uh, I think it's good for Baltimore, but I, you know, I gotta tell you, my time there and, and my dealings with uh, Mr. Angelos and his family were, were, were good.
0: Buck, you, you have one of the more unique perspectives on New York baseball, you know, given your positions with both those organizations. And um, we've been looking at the AL East, and and teams have made moves, right? And the Yankees certainly – I mean, that that Soto trade's a big trade, but, like, they, they didn't have to give up any of their top position prospects to get them. They didn't get Yamamoto. Um, we played a clip the other day from Brian Cashman talking about the lineage of Steinbrenner and what it's like to be all-in for the New York Yankees and how what go-getters they are. They've actually, frankly, done a little less than I thought they would do. What is? How do you line up these teams in this division? Are you surprised they didn't do more on the pitching side besides Stroman?
3: Well, I'm sure uh, uh, there's some other teams in American League weren't too happy to see the Orioles pick up Corbin Burns. <laughs> right. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I think you try to stay in-house and try to make sure that you're taking care of your own business instead of worrying about everybody else. You know, Toronto's only going to be more affordable as their guys mature we know Tampa's already proven they're going to be there and don't ever sell the Red Sox short. You know, I really like Alex core and the energy that those guys play with. And, you know, it's one of those things where if you, if you spend a lot of time in American league East and the national league East worrying about the other teams, whether it be the Phillies or, or whoever, or Atlanta, you, you're, you're just going to, uh, I don't want to say get intimidated, but you're just going to think it's an, it's a, mm-hmm. too much of a daunting, daunting task. You know, the toughest thing to do for the head of the Orioles now is, you know they're not going to sneak up on anybody, and they know that, and it's not that they did necessarily last year, but the toughest thing is when there's expectations of taking the next step. And that's what I was very proud of in Baltimore when we started competing in, in 12 and 13 and 14 to continue that down the road, and there's a certain window there, and maybe and I'm hoping that new ownership there allows that window to be big. and I just uh, I think what's ahead of you? Uh, now that there are expectations, this is a big year for Baltimore to take that, that next step mm-hmm. to meet the expectations uh, that everybody has. But we all welcome those. So that's what we want people to, to expect good things from us. But, uh, you know what, guys? Talent plays. And they're talented. And talented seems, there's no strengths and weaknesses that don't get, don't show up in a 162 game season. It's, you know, if you're good enough, you'll, you'll seek your luck. later.
2: We're talking about Buck Showalter. It's inside Access here on the fan. Buck, two years ago, the Mets were really good. You guys had a great season. You made the playoffs. You make some additions. What What do you feel like went wrong last year with the Mets?
3: Well, you know, everybody likes to sit around and talk about injuries and what if and that and whatever, but it's an excuse. You know, you know going into it, your what ifs uh, have to be good. I don't think our depth was as good to cover the injuries we had. I mean, we all remember where we were in certain times in our life when some event happened, I remember Brandon Nemo texting me as, as as the old guy was going to bed in spring training and said, are you watching this? And I turned on the TV and saw Edwin Diaz was out for the year. Nah. I knew we were going to have a problem all year, like when we lost Marte and Quintana. And, and through all that, you know, I still thought that we could have made it run at the wild card, but, you know, they got some really good players back in those deals and, uh, you know, I think you'll see some of that show up as they go forward. You know, Okuna's brother is going to be a really mm-hmm. good player there in New York.
2: Buck, do you still have desires to continue to manage?
3: You know, in the right situation, that's up to somebody else. I'm at peace with it. You know, it's been an honor. Every day I woke up to get a chance, you know, coming from a little bitty public high school in Northwest Florida to be able to do some of the things that baseball's allowed me to do. I'm. I'm always very grateful and and humbled by it. And, uh, you know, I hope nobody loses their job. I hate one of my pet peeves, these people talking about this and that, and people currently have those jobs. You know, I, I really didn't like what happened with David Ross and the way that thing went down and, you know, just, you know, put your nose down, grind the heck out of it and see where it takes you. That's my advice to young coaches and managers quit coveting, you know, worrying about your next job. Just do the one you're hired to do as well as you can. You might be surprised where it leads you. So, with that being said, you know, baseball uh, has a funny way of taking some twists and turns. But uh, I don't want any ill will on anybody. I know what it's like when you know things are when you're struggling. You also know what it's like when things are going well, and somewhere in between, the reality lies. Right,
0: Buck? Why didn't the Ravens run the football two Sundays <laughs> ago? Why didn't they even try?
3: Uh. Well, you know, every once in a while, the other team is pretty good, too. Yeah, As you get deeper yeah. in the playoffs. The other teams are pretty good. You know, I, I've got – I'm really proud of the relationship I had with John and uh, Ozzie there, and there's a reason why they're successful yeah. and will continue to be. No, you know, there are so many teams that are so envious of, of the Ravens and fan bases that know – you know, I've watched how they work. It's just impressive. And – uh they're very happy, very lucky to have John and, and the wisdom and the guts it took to, to do things with Lamar and, and different things with the defense. And I, I just, I, it, that's what it makes you, it's such a cruel sport to sports in general. Sometimes it just tears your heart out and you go all these great things they did all year and everybody being so proud of them. And then in three or four hours, it, the narrative completely changes, you know, and I, I get that. That's why we, People love it because they critique it, and thank God they do, or you wouldn't have a job. But you no, know, nobody ever said sports is going to be fair all the time, and that's why it kind of emulates life, and people are so drawn to it. But boy, I, I'm from a little different cut. I kind of I, I think about how bad they must be feeling, but mm. they don't want to let they don't want to let anybody down, and they feel like all those people in the stands. I, I felt for them. And hey, let's face it, they don't fumble on the one. Right. Footline, line, we might be talking a whole different story, but but they did, and it happened. And you realize how many things you know have to go into the great regular season they had.
2: Buck, I, I want to close with this. Uh, it, like, you're still a beloved figure here in Baltimore. Are you just an easy guy to love? Do people in Arizona still love you? Arlington still love you? New York still love you? Or was it just Baltimore oh, was boy. just a special place at a
0: special you time?
3: Lo- you guys are losing all your credibility.
0: <laughs> I'm getting messages yeah, well, from people. I happened long ago, Skip. Was, you're late to the party. Yeah.
3: I, I, I live I lived in Dallas because I promised my kids when we came here with the Rangers, that they would go to high school and college and we wouldn't move yet again. And we did, it's got a direct flight anywhere. My daughter went to SMU, my son went to TCU, he went to high school here. And it makes it easier traveling, God forbid, if you have to travel commercially, don't get me started on that. But, um, you know, places, you know, they, they allow you to do these things. It's not something that you, you've got to earn people's trust. And, you know, we've spent I don't know eight or nine years there in Baltimore. I take a picture because that doesn't happen much. Even though I hope that happens with Brandon, he's got a, a chance. I remember talking to him when he got the job. You know, he's—I'm so proud of him and things they—they've done there. But uh, you know, we just—we just bought a place. Uh, uh, my son and his wife, obviously, and, and son live uh, in Severna Park, and we bought a place that we can go back and forth to and spend some time with them. So. You know, I'm looking forward to being around there a little bit more. But it's, it's a special place. I mean, we lived out in the country. It was gorgeous. And uh, people are not ever going to allow me not to think anything but good things about Baltimore. I got Baltimore in their fan base. And I like getting things that other people don't get. And I was very defensive about people that just didn't know. There's so many people that weigh in on things. Until you've experienced the, the sincere, deep love of the Orioles, it was a very precious commodity that, that – I took great pride in protecting, and and so did Peter. We just we wanted to put something out there they could be proud of, and they're doing it again, and I'm pulling for them, guys.
2: Buck Showalter, this is
3: great. We appreciate always good you, talking Skip. to you. Hey, thanks for having me. You guys stay warm. I, you know we're going to get one more cold snap. You know, uh, probably. <laughs> yes, yes, we
2: will. All right, y'all. Uh, thank you.
3: Care. I'll see you later. Thanks Bye-bye. so thanks much. For having me. Yes, thank sir. you.